The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get texted by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. Your staff is incompetent for only one of two reasons. One, they were always incompetent and you just didn't catch their incompetence in the hiring process and hired them anyway. Your mistake. Or two, they are competent, but because they're not being properly trained, managed and held accountable, they appear to be incompetent because nobody's making them be competent. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game gave me something really good. What can you get? Trailday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never asked themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. And that sounds like the missing link in your process. And let me give you a hint. It is the missing link in your process. I'll give you a free copy of the Mirror of Motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com.
You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is part six of seven of 21 common mistakes entrepreneurs make. And before we get into this, I remind everybody I send out a text every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point called Daily Motivation. I also send one out every Monday called the Monday Motivation. Text me at my number 305-384-6894. You'll be in my text community. And as we get that fixed and working again, you'll be getting those messages straight to your phone. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the place where I do all of my coaching. The only place I do any coaching. If you would like to be coached by me directly, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can read all about what we do in the university, how it works. You can schedule a time to get on a call with us. That's the only way you can get in is you must get on a call with us first because we need to know who you are, where you're at, what you're about, what you feel like might be in your way. And once we're clear on that, we feel like you'd be a good fit and we believe we can help you. Then we'll tell you how it works and how it goes from there. Again, that's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. So with all that said, let's pick up right where we left off. We're picking up at point number 16. Again, we're talking the common mistakes that entrepreneurs make in their business. Number 16, ignoring technology. Let's be clear on what technology means. I think many people have an inaccurate assessment of what that word, this word actually means. Technology is defined as the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes. That's all technology is, the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes. Technology does not necessarily mean electronics, gadgets, phones, coding, software. That's not, that is not necessarily technology. Technology can simply be a better process for getting something done. That is technology. If you have a better way of getting things done, you have technology. Technology just means a process that can practically help you do what you do better and more efficiently and more effectively. That is technology. Using wheels to get around in an engine-powered automobile was a technological advancement. The wheel itself was a technological advancement over the horse and buggy, for example. Just as the smartphone was a technological advancement over having a cell phone and an MP3 player and a computer as three separate devices, what the smartphone did was put them all three in one. That is technology as well. Again, so anything that allows you to do things better and more effectively and efficiently is technology by definition. If you heard my five-part series on using artificial intelligence, if you have not heard that series, then you should go listen to it. Let me tell you where that is. It's episode number, starting in episode number 2759. It's a five-part series there. That is technology. Artificial intelligence itself is technology. You don't need to code. You don't need to know any software or computer tricks to use this technology. So anytime you can find a way, again, to do things more effectively and efficiently, whether it uses the internet or electronics themselves or not, it is still technology. And you need to be applying technology to your business. What's a simple way to apply technology to your business would be something like if you have a sales team and you were to get some type of sales training program, or you were to create your own sales training program to teach your staff how to better go find leads and contact them and start a conversation that leads them to setting an appointment. Or if you can train your sales team on how to better overcome objections when they're trying to close a sale and the prospect offers some objection, I got to talk to my team, I got to talk to my spouse, or it's too much money, or I don't know if I can afford it, or the payments are too high. 
if you were to train them consistently on how to overcome those objections so that your team can close more sales. But what did you just do? You just showed them how to do something that is practical, that allows them to be more efficient and more effective. That is technology. So technology, again, doesn't have to be on a computer or a phone, folks. Technology can be someone just giving you a process or a system that helps you do things better. So if you are running a business and you are ignoring technology, processes and systems and devices and codes and software that allow you to do your business better, then you are slowing your business down because you're just not even aware of these things that can help you. That's why I did that five part series on artificial intelligence. I gave you three parts on how to use it in your business right now. I gave you another piece on what's coming in artificial intelligence. It's not here yet, but it's on the way and you should be on the lookout for it because it will help you do your business better. And what you should do if AI is threatening some of the things that you do in business right now. Let's say you're a graphic designer and now AI is doing graphic design. What should you do? How should you respond to that? Instead of just sitting by and watching AI take all your business away, what can you do to get proactive about it? All of that is technology, people. So I want you to reframe your idea of what technology means. A lot of people think technology means, again, some computer software geek sitting in a dark room, just coding away, doing some stuff that you don't even understand. That is part of technology, but that's not all of technology. Again, a processor system itself is technology. So I played college sports, for example. When we played, uh, this is 20 or so years ago, we didn't have much technology when it came to what we ate, how we slept, rest days, when to train or not to train. We didn't have really have any processes for any of that. It was just, you know, this is the time that practices. This is no, the coaches didn't tell us anything about sleep or ask us anything about our sleep. We didn't have scheduled rest days. At least they weren't called that if we had them. It was just a day we didn't have practice. We didn't talk strategically about when to train or not to train. The coaches didn't talk about it either or any of that. It was just show up, do your work, you know, whatever it happens to be. I remember we had a game once. It was a, what time was this game? I think we had an evening game once on a Saturday. And the way it worked at the school that I was at is that the girls would play the first game and the men's team played the second game. So it was like the games were at like six o'clock and eight o'clock and it was on a Saturday. So we had practice on Friday afternoon's practice. And the coach says tomorrow morning, we're having a shoot around, which is kind of like a light walkthrough, a light practice that a sports team has for basketball. They call it the shoot around football. Maybe they call it the walkthrough. He said, we're going to have a shoot around at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. And all the players were kind of, we didn't groan, but we were kind of looking like, eight o'clock in the morning. Why are we doing an eight o'clock in the morning? Game's not till eight o'clock at night. And nobody said that, but we're thinking it. And the coach followed up his statement, reading our minds. He said, y'all don't need to be sleeping that much on the day of a game. Y'all don't need to be sleeping in on the weekends. I need to be get waking up. Now I would bet that most college coaches or sports coaches who are, well, let's just say college coaches, because this is where you have a little bit more say over what the players are doing. I would bet most college coaches listening to this could probably chuckle at that idea now, because if you got an eight o'clock game now with your team, you're probably not making them wake up at, no, I guess seven o'clock in the morning to be at a shoot around for what? What's the point of doing that? And you may be cutting into their sleep. And we know now technology has taught us that if players get more and better rest, they usually perform better on the court. So our coach making us wake up probably cut into our ability to perform, but we didn't have the technology back then that we have now. So nowadays I would bet college coaches are looking at things like, how much sleep are your players getting? Maybe you have them use an app or something so you can look at it. You're monitoring how much are you training the players? Or is this helping their bodies or hurting their bodies? Is their performance better or worse? Do you have rest days worked into the schedule? All of these things they're probably doing now because we now have the technology. People now have this idea and we have these processes 
to help us better understand how much sleep you get does actually matter. I use that technology. I use an app called Sleep Cycle every night that you turn it on on your phone and you your phone is next to your bed on your nightstand next to the bed and it measures your sleep quality and it tells you the quality of your sleep from the previous night and you can put in certain things like did you eat sweets today or did you work out hard today or are you out of town are you not in your normal bed whatever the situation are you going to bed later than usual whatever it is and the app tracks over time what you're doing and that technology can tell you hey when you're at home you tend to sleep better when you don't eat candy or if you didn't have alcohol or if you had a long workout, you tend to get better and deeper sleep than if you didn't have a long workout, whatever the situation happens to be. That's technology. It's giving us better information to help us perform better on a practical level. Now, these days, when I talk to trainers and coaches, again, who work in college sports, going back to my point, many of them have this technology and they're thinking about this now and they're intentional and conscious about how often players are training, you know what they're eating. I remember going to games when I was in college and I played for a couple of different coaches. So this happened with, I played with three different coaches in college and this happened with all three coaches. We'd be on our way to a game and we would have a planned stop at some place to get food. We would eat at the kind of places before games that these days, I don't know. I can't even, I don't know this for sure. I got to ask a college coach who maybe listened to this, but we would stop at places like Ponderosa. I don't know if they even exist anymore. This place in Altoona, Pennsylvania, where I went to school, one of the places I went to school called Eaton Park. These places are like, they're like Applebee's level type of restaurants. And we would just eat, you know, where they would get the buffets. They would, we'd go to a place that had a buffet. We always go to a place that had a buffet, old country buffet. We go to places like that and we would eat our food. Let's say we had a game at eight o'clock. We might leave the campus at two or three o'clock, maybe a two hour drive. We get up to the game around six o'clock and then we go eat and then go playing again. And the type of shit that we were eating, the garbage food we were eating, didn't maybe have a full amount of time to digest it. We probably have a whole different process these days. Again, any college coach listening to this can fill me in on this. But the stuff we were eating back then and the timing of it, none of that was even considered. It was just like, stop so they can get something to eat and then let's go on to the game. All of this stuff we have the technology for now. So when I say technology, again, don't just think computers and electronics. Attention all health enthusiasts. Let me tell you how to stay hydrated and healthy when you drink water. Are you tired of constantly worrying about the quality of the water you consume? We all know how important it is to stay hydrated and quench our thirst with clean, refreshing water. But we're risking our health with every gulp by drinking contaminated tap water. So introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate solution to your hydration woes. Unlike ordinary water filters that leave traces of impurities behind, AquaTrue guarantees your peace of mind. With its advanced four-stage reverse osmosis technology, this revolutionary water filter is designed to remove up to 99% of harmful contaminants such as lead, chlorine, pesticides, and even pharmaceuticals. Believe that. Before you dismiss AquaTrue as too good to be true, let's address one thing. Some users have noticed that the filter replacement process can be a bit time-consuming. However, this minor inconvenience is more than outweighed by the top-notch performance and unmatched purity that AquaTrue produces. Now, why does AquaTrue stand out from the crowd? While other water filters struggle to effectively eliminate impurities, AquaTrue does it in literally seconds. I got them. I know. I have it right here in my office. Its powerful filtration system ensures that you and your loved ones can enjoy crystal clear water that not only tastes great, but also promotes optimal health. But wait, there's more. AquaTrue separates itself from the competition with its sleek and compact design. It actually looks great on your kitchen countertop. 
No more bulky water filter pitchers taking up precious refrigerator space. AquaTrue fits seamlessly on your countertop, providing you with an unlimited supply of pure, refreshing water, literally at the touch of a button. So no more worrying about hidden contaminants that may lurk in your water, because with AquaTrue, you can sip and savor each glorious glass of water, knowing that your health is no longer at risk. So you stay hydrated, stay healthy, and say goodbye to those mediocre filtration systems. So health-focused individuals, don't settle for less when you can have the best. Experience the AquaTrue difference today and gift yourself the purest, cleanest water imaginable. Go to workonyourgame.com A-T, that stands for AquaTrue, and get $100 off any AquaTrue filter. Again, that's workonyourgame.com A-T, and get $100 off any AquaTrue filter. Do not miss out on this opportunity to revolutionize your hydration game. Your body will thank you. Number 17, we are talking here today about the 21 common mistakes entrepreneurs make. Number 17, having incompetent staff. If your staff is incompetent, you have people working for you and they are not doing their jobs well, that is always the fault of the business owner. If you're listening to this and you have people working for you, one or 10 or a thousand, and somebody's not doing their job the right way, that's on the owner. That's on the people in charge. Even if you have managers who are supposed to be trained and the managers are dropping the ball, well, you're dropping the ball because you have managers who are dropping the ball. Everything comes back to the top. Everything comes back to the person on top. There are only two ways that your staff can be incompetent. Only two. One way is that you hire people who simply have no competence. So they're always going to be incompetent because they just are who they are. And you were too blind to notice their incompetence. So you hired them anyway. All right, that was your mistake. The other way you have incompetent staff is actually the first way is that, again, these people aren't competent. You just hire some bums and again, you didn't realize. The other way your staff can be incompetent is if you hire people who are actually capable but you've done a poor job of training and managing them. So their performance is incompetent, although they are personally competent or they would be competent if they were being managed and trained properly. In other words, you can have some quality people in your environment, but if you are not treating them the right way, they can be performing as if they're bums. They're not actually bums, but they're not being pushed to be good. So they're not being good. And this is the law of entropy, which you've heard me talk about many times. Uh, here on the show, that anything left to his own devices tends to go into a higher state of disorder and chaos. So you can have someone who is a quality performer if they're being managed and trained and watched over properly, but when left by themselves, they're a bum. And that's how most people are in life. Most people are not self-starters to where they're just going to be a high level performer no matter what situation you put them in. There are very few people who are like that. They are few and far between. Most people, they can be high level performers, but they have to be managed and trained and watched over and held accountable properly. If you don't do that, they could look like a bum, even though they are actually, they're a good performer disguised as a bum because they're not being trained properly because you owner, you person on top is not doing your job because they work for you. So it's more on you than it is on them. You will love for them to have the same ownership mentality about the work that you have. Well, you can love that all you want. It ain't happening. Okay. Your employees will never have an ownership mentality because they ain't owners. All right, the only person with ownership mentality is the owner. Everybody else is a worker, and that's the kind of mentality they're going to have. So get out of that dream of having people who work for you treating your company as if they own it because they don't own it. Right, why would they treat it like something that it ain't? Are right, you want them to lie to themselves? No, you own it. So treat it like you own it and start training your people the way that they're supposed to be trained. You are doing a poor job of training and managing them, and this is why their performance is incompetent, even though they are competent themselves. Either way is on you. Because these are all your decisions or your omissions. Okay. When your staff is not doing their job, you need to ask yourself where you, as the boss, 
have come up short. I personally have had to fire people quickly in business before. I hired them and they didn't last too long before they got fired. I'm talking like less than 90 days. 90 days is the normal, usual, accepted probationary period for a new hire at a company to worry about. In this 90 days, we could just drop you any day you want. You could drop this job any day you want because we're both filling each other out. You feel this job might not be right for you or we feel like you might not be right for the job. We'll just drop you and we ain't got to have a big conversation about it. You're in your 90 days, you're out. All right. So 90 days or less, that's pretty fast to have to fire somebody. I have had to do this before. Now, sometimes I've done it because these people were incompetent and I just hired too quickly. I just didn't go through my process properly. Maybe I just needed a person. I just hired the best sounding and looking person I could find without going through the proper due diligence on this person or send them through the proper process of hiring. So they were incompetent and I just didn't go through my process. So I didn't notice their incompetence and end up making the wrong hire. Sometimes that's the reason. And that's on me. Other times these people were competent. But I didn't do a thorough enough job of training because, again, I just wanted to get somebody in the job and I just wanted them to start doing it. And I was just hoping they would just pick it up and understand everything that was in my head without me actually training them on it. And this was a bad idea. In other words, I was too lazy to do my job of preparing them to do their work in a competent way. Both situations are my fault. One, too quick and not going through due diligence. Another one, too quick to put them on the job without actually doing the work of training. You must train your staff. You have people work for you. You got to put time into actually training them. If you don't do that, they're not going to perform. And you shouldn't expect performance out of people who haven't been trained. Now, again, few and far between, you can run into a person who you don't have to really train them that much and they just step in, they do the job very well. Again, those people are rare. They are few and far between. Do not expect that as a norm. That is an exception. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do, and you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs, that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number 18. Today's topic, once again, is the 21 common mistakes entrepreneurs make. We're on part six of the series. Number 18 is you have no goals and no targets. You have nothing to aim for. Now, this one can apply in any aspect of life, not just entrepreneurship, as I've said with many points in this series. Do you have clear goals for your business? Do you know exactly what you're looking to achieve business-wise? Do you have your goals written down? i.e. they are committed to paper, meaning you could look at them and see them. If somebody asks to see your goals, could you pull them up and just list them off? Could you pull them up and list them off for yourself? Do you even know, do you have your goals written down just for your own reference? Uh, You shouldn't depend on your long-term memory of goals. A businessman told me a long time ago, he said, I trust a short pencil over a long memory every day of the week because the things that you write down, now your brain doesn't have to remember them because you wrote them down. But if you're trying to remember everything, eventually you're going to forget something. You're going to the brain has to make space. It's called the, and the computers, they call it the random access memory. That's how much stuff the computer can hold kind of in its mind, so to speak, all at one time. 
and the human brain has a limit on random access memory. So this is why you write things down. So you don't need to use up all your RAM. That's R-A-M, random access memory, trying to remember everything. And you're not going to remember everything. That's why you write things down. That's why we make lists. That's why we have checklists. That's why we have processes. That's why we document things so that we don't have to depend on our brains to remember everything. The brain is very powerful, but it is it also has limits. So clear goals. Can you look at your goals? Can you see them? When you have clear goals and targets, it is much easier to make decisions because you know where you're going or at least where you're trying to go. So you can make decisions based on the goal. All right, my goal is to make more money in my business. This decision in front of me is probably going to cost me time, but it's not going to make me any money. Maybe I don't want to do this because the number one priority right now is making more money. So that's an easy way to make a decision. But you have to know what your goal is in order to make the decision in that way. So that framework is only available when your goals are clear. So your framework is useful when you can kind of plug in some of the gaps in the framework. All right, I need you to give me this answer, this answer, and this answer. When you give me those answers, now we can use the framework. But if you don't give me those answers, then we can't use the framework because you got too many gaps. So it's much easier to make decisions when your goals are clear. When you have no goals, when you have no targets, how can you decide what to do? How can you decide what not to do? Well, you can eventually decide, but it becomes much more difficult. It's a much more cumbersome task simply because it takes way more resources to figure things out because you got to go through a whole process every time. But if you have clear goals, all you got to do is measure the opportunity in front of you against your goal and you can make an easy decision. How do you know when to stop and start? Because you know what your goals are. How do you know whether something is working or not working? Because you know what your goals are. You know what you're measuring it by. If you have no baseline against what to measure the phrase, let's say working or not working or good or not good, you have to have something to measure against. When you're running advertisements, for example, I got some ad campaigns running right now. And I have some, this is what I told you all. One of the things I told you a couple months ago that I was going to be doing moving forward was getting the right people in place to do certain things for me that I don't want to be doing. I don't like setting up or running or even looking at ad campaign platforms. I just need to see the receipts of how much we're spending. That's all I need to know. And then we can measure that against how much is coming in. That's all I want to know. I'll let somebody else actually run the ads. So I have someone else running my ads. And when we run these ads, how do we know whether an ad is doing well or not doing well? Well, first, what you do is you get a baseline. Baseline is just the first run of the ads. And now you just try to beat that. And then you try to beat that. And you're just always just trying to beat the control. So this goes to the scientific method. You have the control and the variable. The control is the thing that we already know about. The variable is let's change something and let's see if we can beat what the control did. OK, let's see if we can beat them. whatever the winner is. OK, that becomes a new control. Let's see if we can beat that. All right. Now we beat that. That's a new control. Let's see if we can beat that or it didn't win. Now try to beat the control again. You just keep doing that over and over again. Keep iterating and see if you can keep getting better. That's just an ongoing process. Again, that's a never ending process. It's not something you do one time. That's it. Recapping these next three points of 21 common mistakes entrepreneurs make. Number 16, ignoring technology. Remember, technology is the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes. It does not necessarily mean electronics, doesn't mean computers or phones. A technology can be learning more about nutrition or more about health or more about how you're using your body. All of those are part of technology. A simple process that you take your staff through or yourself through so you can be better at your job, that is all part of technology. So don't think, don't limit yourself to just coding and computers when you hear the word technology. Number 17, having incompetent staff. This is always the fault of the business owner. Your staff is incompetent for only one of two reasons. One, they were always incompetent and you just didn't catch their incompetence in the hiring process and hired them anyway, your mistake. Or two, they are competent, but because they're not being properly trained, managed, and held accountable, they appear to be incompetent because nobody's making them be competent. Remember the law of entropy that Anything left to its own devices usually descends into higher levels of disorder or chaos. So if you have competent people, but you're not managing them right, they may look incompetent, but the actual incompetent person would be you because you're not doing your job. And that's why they're not doing theirs. Number 18, no goals or targets. 
This one can apply in any aspect of life, not just entrepreneurship. Do you have clear goals for your business? Are they written down? Can you see them? When you have clear goals, it's easier to make decisions, it's easier to decide yes or no. It's easier to say whether something is working or not. You don't have them. It's very hard to make these choices. And this is how a lot of entrepreneurs end up confused. With that said, if you want to not be confused, you want to have clear parameters, clear goals, clear outcomes, and a clear process for getting to it and the mindset to actually start doing the stuff rather than just thinking about it, go to work on university.com. That is the only place that you can get coached directly by me. We have a four-part framework of what we do. You also have an opportunity to have me as your direct personal coach only at workingyourgameuniversity.com. It's the only place that can happen. That link's down below in the description. And I'll see you tomorrow for the last part of the seven-part series, 21 Common Entrepreneurial Mistakes. Work on your game. Dre, all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game If you're a long time listener, you might know that I've been drinking AG1 since early 2023 best thing about my introduction to AG1 was that I was able to eliminate all these extra supplements and pills that I was taking every single day because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. AG1 since 2010 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace all those extra multivitamins and pills with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes a bunch of other good things that you need. All you had to do is read the label is right there on their website, which I'll give you in a second. That includes everything you need and more every single day. And since AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support that my body needs daily, and that's why I've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, understand it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and thank yourself later.